one melon on each foot somehow. <laughs> Why are you putting the sprig of rosemary up there? I don't know. I guess we'll find out later in the film. I think Cousin is coming in. Stephen Curry. You think he'd eaten? No, don't spoil it. I can't say. Okay, well, he's I coming in. But he is barbecue flavoured. Tell you what, we'll put that idea to him when he That's comes in. Idea. You want to talk about crime? Was that shot up the territory? Yeah. So to speak? Oh, yeah. We've all been shot up the territory, but... Listen to this. This is a story we uh, flagged earlier in the year, and it finally paid off on Friday. Darwin's disgraced Lord Mayor. Oh, it's quick. This is Peter Adamson, uh, former uh, television sports reporter, on Friday was found guilty of stealing and false accounting after improperly using council funds to buy the following three items. Are you ready? Yep. A fridge, mm-hmm. a Darth Vader voice changer, yes. and some women's underwear. Oh, he's shopping at Audi. Clearly. <laughs> It's a recipe for fun, isn't it? But what could you do with a fridge, a Darth Vader, voice changer, and some women's underwear? Wow. Trying to think of a scenario. Let's see, you put on the women's underwear. Yeah, big time. Uh, climb into the fridge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the Darth Vader voice changer, mm-hmm. and then just wait. Mm-hmm. Wait till someone comes into the kitchen, and then they hear, Use the fridge. <laughs> Use the fridge. Do you reckon? Then they go open, go over to it, mm-hmm. open the door. And there he is. There's the mayor of Darwin in the scanty panties, pointing at the downstairs department, going. The emperor is expecting you. That's what he calls it, apparently. <laughs> That's what he calls it. <laughs> then he just throws in. As you can see. Power is growing. My death star will be completed on schedule. That's unnecessary. But you tell me what other scenario you can come up with. Good enough for me. For those three items. Mm. That was me standing in a booth with Matt Dow talking into a rubbish bin. Is that how it works? That's how you do the Darth Vader voice. That's how Edward James almost. No, that's not who it did. No, that would be James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. I met him. I was in a. Uh, I was in a uh, poster and memorabilia movie store in San Francisco. Nerd. Sight yet? Nerdville. Ding ding. Door rings. In comes James Earl Jones doing the voice. No, he didn't. No, just well, it's his voice. Oh, okay, yeah, right. He wasn't talking into a bin. And comes up and says to the guy, "Have you got any Star Wars memorabilia? Because my grandchildren want some, and I don't have any." Wow. And you're going, if I could have got that on tape. Yeah. And as soon as he started talking, I just couldn't help but do a bit of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. Plenty of Field of Dreams memorabilia. Just doing it for my own amusement. <laughs> How's that? But, uh, okay, the Darth Vader voice changer. We've got to get to the bottom of that story. I know you've got some Star Wars-related news. I do. I've got news of the Emperor. Let's get to that next on Get There. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Lincoln Park. Here. Yeah. Get this around the nation on Triple M. What have you got for us, Mr. Cavalier? Apart from soups, what a selection of soups today. Chunky vegetable, eh? Mm-hmm. Not that rich. Uh, I've got news. Philip Ruddick promises to stay on. Attorney General Philip Ruddock has, has vowed to stay on in federal parliament and as, as long as he is re-elected at the next election. Oh, okay. He said, having just been re-endorsed for the next campaign, it is my intention to continue to serve the electorate of Barara, Mr. Ruddock told Network 10. Right. He added, I'll stay on in politics so long as the rebellion continues. We dealt with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but this new fellow, Luke Skywalker, looks like he might try and cause a few problems. Oh, he is the emperor. <laughs> he is the emperor. Now, yeah, just before we went to this break, I said, do you want the music? 
You want the Emperor's music? No, you said you want Darth Vader's music. And well, I said, no, I want the Emperor's music, but we didn't have any Emperor's music, did we? Isn't this the Emperor's music? <laughs> People who complained it wasn't a tank, he's an Harvard personnel carrier <laughs> bombarding us with coal. <laughs> All right, so I was hoping I'm politics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, yeah. but oh, really? uh, as you can hear, I'm not well, so I haven't been able to concoct a new interview with the Prime Minister uh, this week. Mm. So I've dragged one out of the archives because he's idle coming back. Idol is yeah, early August after uh, Big Brother. And they're increasing the number of Nazi judges. So you've got uh, Kyle, 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 music expert Kyle, Dico. Actual music expert, Dicko. And Philip Ruddock, so <laughs> um, for everybody. And what about uh, Sheikh Alali? Yeah. He's in there. Yeah, he's doing fashion. Who else do we want in there? Sheikh Alali and uh, oh, someone else the other day. Yeah. We came up with the beauty. Uh, who's punchy? Who's Shopper? getting punchy? Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark. We're going to build a sort of a full bench <laughs> for Idol. Uh, no, last year, um, I think Mr. Howard. May have had a crack at Idol. Mr. Howard, as I understand it, on this series of Australian Idol, there's going to be a wild card entry. If there were one, I'd tell you what I'd grab it. Well, good luck with that, but I hear the front runner is a man whose act involves manipulating his genitalia into a replica of the first fleet. Gee, that's true. I mean, nobody can do that. I can't do that now. Well, Mr. Howard, that was what you said a week ago. Since then, it seems a lot of people are getting quite excited about the idea of you performing on Australian Idol. Yes, of course they are. They're quite keen to see you bust some rhymes. I know people are feeling it. They say you've got the touch. Um, too much. That's <laughs> great. Right. 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 Give us another. Anyway, yeah, show me up the plane. No way, oh no. Now, you and Peter Costello have a pretty good act developed from what I hear. We, we are a stellar performer around the world. Uh, MCs Howard and Costello make Tupac and Biggie look like Millie Vanilli. Mac Daddy J. Howard seems to have an almost psychic bond with the drum machine. I learned from the very early age that when you actually look at that, put that, put that, and I learned from the very early age. The rhymes are brilliant, but the best stuff seems to be made up as they go along. The reality is that the great bulk is still made up there yeah. will be for the foreseeable future. The foreseeable future or thereabouts. There are a lot of swings and roundabouts. Yeah, it's very good. But isn't it true the producers of Idol have asked you to tone down some of the language? Well, I would expect that you ask them. Some have suggested that the constraints of network TV will force you to cut out a lot of your trademark bitches and mother... What happens once again? I'm not going to speculate about something I don't have to. Yeah, surely you'll be severely hamstrung. That's what? I mean, aren't all the swear words and references to being just gratuitous? Well, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe that. Really? Are those words necessary? I don't need it. But surely the lyrics of say the set will require some fine tuning all along. That is, a little bit of fine tuning. You ask me, is there any serious work on fine tuning? No. You often have the entire upper house on stage, all spouting obscenities. I mean, surely you've guaranteed the network some toning down at the end. I haven't guaranteed anything in relation to that. Look, let's understand this. You're saying that we're looking at some significant changes to the act. No, we're not. We don't believe any are needed. But if along the way, 
uh, here and there some kind of fine tuning with such a big act um, is needed. Well, that will be done. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, it won't be easy. And I'm very committed, and Peter is very committed. Yeah, how is your partnership with Peter Costello these days? I don't think we're ever going to end up lasting peace. Isn't, isn't that a pessimistic well, outlook? No, I'm trying to be realistic. I mean, I want the fighting to stop. <coughs> Australia wants uh, the fighting to stop. Uh, Mr Costello thinks the number you've selected for Sunday's show, straight out of surplus, is pretty hot stuff. He thinks it's big time. Yeah, but Kim Beasley thinks you should be doing the more traditional number. I mean, everything Mr Beasley is about is the part. Yeah, but I have on good authority, you're going to be doing an old status quo tune. I don't have any knowledge of that sort of speculation. And the view in Cabinet is that any arrangement by status quo would be a disaster. You also have a range of views in Cabinet, mm. and there's a strong disposition out of Cabinet not to change the present arrangement. Right. Let there be no doubt the clear view of Cabinet is the status quo. Well, good luck on Sunday, Mr Howard. I'm sure that the other acts will be... Blowing out of the water. Oh, and uh, what's your rap name again? Uh, one cent. Of course. Hey, let's go out with some more rhymes. Uh, I'll get you going. He's Johnny from the block. He's the MC with all the clouds. That is really what the economic debate is about. He's Johnny Pierce Marks at the upcoming election. So the fundamental direction is a forward direction. He's Buster's and Blues. He's Stewart and Effective Fleet. Yeah, that's not bad. That's been put up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs a, a running mate. 
you know, someone, because it can't just be the capper ticket, you've mm-hmm. got to have the deputy as well. Yeah, deputy mayor, who would you uh, push for that, do you reckon? You know, because you've got Warwick in the shorts. What's the bloke from uh, It's a Knockout up to? <laughs> Billy J. Smith. Yeah, what's Billy J. Smith up to? I don't know. Available. If it all goes wrong, you can throw it in. He's falling over. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Oh. He's put in a roundabout. <laughs> Someone who could be a good running mate for Warwick Capper in his uh, bid to become mayor of the Gold Coast. Last night on Channel 10 News, great story about how juries, the condom people, are recruiting people to test their condoms. And a lot of people queuing up. Check out this bloke here. Jurex is looking for 200 condom testers. The online campaign has attracted more than 4,000 applicants in just one week. Marketing student Yahi believes his looks will get him the job. Done. That's all I'm saying. Pretty. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Pleasure Max because it just gives you pleasure to the max. Ribs not too bad, but if you've got game and you know what you're doing, you can get away with it. Be more like a sponsorship. So Jules has sponsored me to do what I love, and I love women. There you go. How would you describe that facial expression? That looks like Ed when the sandwich guy arrives and there's no wraps left. That's how I describe that face. Not very impressed. He's got game. He's got game there. And he loves women. Come on. Big smiles for the guy. Not into it? That could be a good running mate for Warwick. What? Well, we were watching that story in the office, and Ed was disgusted by that man's comments. Yeah. But then when the female condom tester stepped in front of the camera, yeah. that was all cool. Suddenly he put down the... The ladle. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, what? No, what? Hang on, so what's he actually saying? The marketing student is saying that he's so good looking that he's going to get so much action mm-hmm. that they're going to be just handing him condoms all the because he's already using so many anyway. Jurix won't be able to keep up with the stats, the figures he's bringing back to them. I saw this man. Yeah. You don't think? I'm not convinced. Yeah, he has a chair. I'm not convinced. <laughs> well, I'm really not convinced. I'm assuming the result of the testing will be published online and we'll find out. And you know what? He said so he set the bar very, very high. Because unless he's using, you know, there's going to be a Jurex guy at the bar with him going, no, no, go up to her. Seriously, go up to her. You're behind quota, bro. You are behind quota. <laughs> but he's pointing at his own face going, pretty. It's, and, and. <laughs> what about this? Now, this sounds like a joke, but I assure you. This is a story from yesterday's Australian, one of our respected newspapers. Curry-flavoured condoms that appeal to Indian palates are sweeping the country's market, suggesting its largely conservative population is waking up to the appeal of oral sex. An official of Hindustan Latex Limited, no, that's not a fake name, Ed. Hindustan. <laughs> Principal manufacturer of more than one billion condoms uh, a year in India said that until recently the flavoured condom market had been negligible. Yep, 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 no, fair enough. Curry flavoured condoms, what will they be calling them? Curry flavours, surely, <laughs> will be the answer. <laughs> the Poppadom? I don't know. <laughs> Pop on. The Poppadom. There you go. There we go. Poppadom and off you shoot. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Check it out. I'm wearing a curry-flavoured condom. Wow, that's great, but why does it come with so much rice? <laughs> Sorry. And then there's the tandoori condom uh, where you put it on and then bake your genitals in clay for 12 hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would be the side effects of the, the curry-flavoured condom? So it's going to be a fair bit of farting if jokes are to be believed. Wow, that's great. That's great, but is that you? I'm sorry. 
Sorry, do we need to move on? Oh, yuck. So, the Dinger Burger is available in India very soon. Where are our boys today? Where are our boys? Do you have that thing? This is how annoying I am. We need, we need the shower. Do you have the, do you have our new drying game shower? <laughs> I need something. I gotta get clean somehow. Between Yeti and, and the curry flavor, <laughs> can't <laughs> I didn't feel so good. Come on, Rich, give it something. Don't feel dirty. Jokes. We've got Ed Cavalier here, we've got Richard Marsden, and uh, a lot of people calling up Ed saying that you never get to so many of the things you flag at the top of the show. I think it's three weeks now you've been saying, the rubber duck invasion. Yeah, it's imminent. What is that about? Well, I'm going to tell you. Not, not. You hit me with some of the others. What was going on? Who's pretending to be a German polar bear? Well, we've been for about a week. When are we going to do that one? Well, whenever we get time. <laughs> things come up, Tony. All right. If, if we have to hear 14 minutes from a pretty guy, then we don't have time for the rubber duck invasion. And uh, he's pretty if you think that a can of tuna in oil is pretty. Yeah, well, so he's just that oily. What, Rich? It's a rubber invasion of a different kind. Oh, you know, yeah. This is your area, Rich. You found your niche. My niche is next out. Oh, oh, I'm waiting for that one. Hey, he's been saying that all morning because niche is coming in. And we've been accused of being too niche on yeah. that. Not that we yeah. even know what that means. No. All right. Uh, okay, we're going to have a song now. Um, I reckon you've got a, can you get a bit of a high voice happening. I see what, try on one of these new flavored condoms. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look at this. This is very unpleasant. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get a nice flavor. Only plums! Of a sound that's still the cheap here. Get this on Triple M podcast. We've got them number 105. Smash Mouth. <laughs> Goes up today. What's oh, it, time? That's oh, it's Jockers. You've got a bit of Ryan Shelton. Good times. Someone to watch that bloke. Uh, Friday the 13th, everything went horrible. Stealing a tank, how it's done. John Law's stolen microphone. Uh, something for fans of that tune, Water Sports. What's wrong with Big Brother? Cab drivers have the answer. And uh, in this very segment, things yelled from passing cars. So, yeah. And uh, a, lot, a lot of memories of a couple of days ago. Oh, man. We were so different. Anything for Snato fans? Nothing for fans of Snato Garo, a.k.a. Santo Chalero. I thought I'd check. Need to get him back in here. I love him. Get some more of his piano accordion work <laughs> out of the basement. <laughs> uh, when I say this segment, I'm talking of... <laughs> Today, I'm happy. I thought Godrill was illegal now. You're so chirpy. It's great. I can firmly recommend Godrill. Any joke seems funny. What are we talking about here? Don't try this, it says on my sheet. What's this being brought on by? Well, in the Dude Ranch, we have a fridge. Thank you very much. Fridge. Hopefully, not a pair of ladies' underpants and a Darth Vader voice changer. 
think the mayor of Darwin. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. <laughs> we don't have any elected officials in there. Oh, well. In their dirt, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> Good competition. Hey, promotions? Yeah. Good competition. Yeah, they're still waiting for us to come up with an event. Yeah, whatever. Good luck. Uh, anyway, so uh, we've moved in there about a month ago, and it's been bliss, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And the first week, we were the first day, actually, that we were there, I made some spaghetti bolognese, and they've left it in the fridge and forgotten about it. So last time I, I came home, my flatmate, mm-mm, tucking into that delicious <laughs> morsel. And I see, he said, oh, this is good, strong, very strong. I said, bro, that's four weeks old, that is. <laughs> so the message is, don't eat things out of the fridge that oh, you right. can put in there yourself. Yeah. Or the other message is for me to throw things out. But let's not worry about that. No, no, no. okay. That's a literal don't try this. But we're just looking for behaviour, really. That yeah, and the other one is, of course, that, that, that when I used to, uh, you know, hit the sauce, mm. as it were, uh, one night we ran out of booze and I drank a bottle of hazelnut essence. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Whole bottle. Warm on the way down, warm on the way back up. <laughs> All right, lovely. So do not... Do not drink hazelnut essence. I mentioned this one. Uh, I subscribe to Entertainment Weekly from the States. It's a bit of a nerdish mag. But every year, I mention this before, I have to call them up and renew my subscription. They can't understand my accent. So I took someone's advice and bunged on a fake American accent, got put through to Tampa, Florida, started doing the accent, and the woman goes, how are you going, love? Where are you calling from? And it was somebody from Melbourne, Australia on the switchboard. <laughs> and I had to stick with the American accent for the rest of the call. <laughs> okay, no, please send it to this address. Uh, things you shouldn't do. Don't try this. Don't suddenly try on a national radio program doing Bean Guy's new single. I hear that's doing better than the actual one on iTunes. Not, it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> she gets together with uh, Yati. Is that Yati? Was that the name of Yati? Yati. You're going to get a few feuds, because you've already got feuds with, what, oh. Carl Stefanovic? No, 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 I just lifted the lid. Jalen? No, that's over. Really? Yeah, no, no, he's, you know, <laughs> ranch. I reckon I saw Jamie the other day, the one who won. Oh, the headband one? Yeah. Where did you see him? Headband guy, just around the corner from the radio station, as a matter of fact. Doing what? It wasn't a guy who looked like Jamie, I had a good close look. Did you? Yeah. Did you bust out any of the poems? Did you check the... No, poetry, that's what I was... Uh, did you compare the picture that you've got in the locket around your neck <laughs> to the guy that was standing in front of you? Before and after photo. <laughs> you have that and this when you're having that. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So th- these are things, mm. don't do them. So call us our first things that you've tried. Warn other people mm. so that they don't have to go through what you went through. We're helping people. It's, it's helpful for that. But and we haven't heard from Richard Munson. What shouldn't people try, Rich? Can this be a, a broadened to acts of physical daring do? No. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, it can. Of course, it can. <laughs> we love daring do. Of course, you can, Rich. Washbuckling in this time slot always goes down a storm. What do you got, Rich? Uh, my house has the ceiling is about 12 feet high in the air. Pretty good. <laughs> so it's very high. Mm-hmm. So when I have to change a light load, because it's positioned right in the roof, I have to climb to the top of my ladder and actually stand perched on top of the ladder, not yeah. leaning into the ladder. So yeah. I'm actually full standing up on top of the ladder, and that's something that you shouldn't do because you can't actually watch the light while you're unscrewing it. So oh, dear. Look ahead to maintain a sense of balance. Yeah. I fell off about six months ago. Oh. And you know that episode of The Simpsons where Barney wakes up on the conch shell with the spikes on it? <laughs> if you want a rough night, try sleeping on one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I was changing the light globe in my kitchen 
landed on a meat tenderizer and a box. Yeah, and so I got the system back pain. Only hurts when I cheese and laugh and then pushing the buttons today are fully tenderized. But your buns have never been stuffed up. Hey, here's one. What's that thing people do on the internet with Okay. Well, there's that. But I'm talking more about bottles of Diet Coke and Mentos. Oh, right? yeah, that's it. They oh, make yeah. a little fountain. Yeah, so you drop a Mentos in. A bottle of Diet Coke. And it's just like a, a Bellagio at, at Las Vegas. Okay. Some guys I know in New Zealand decided to drive down to the local supermarket car park, mm-hmm. do a bit of that, get a bit of Busby Berkeley. Good, good. Yes, the Williams gear going, film it, put it onto YouTube. Oh, yeah. One of them couldn't resist just trying a bit of it on the way in, on the ca- in the car, Brilliant. on the way there. Brilliant. And... You can imagine what happened in Coke Spa. It was like a Liberace fountain going off inside a phone box. So don't do that. That's all right. Don't try this. Don't try this. That's what we want to hear. Warnings for the nation. Call us now with yours. One triple three five three. Hard to handle here and hear this around the nation on Triple M. Today we're being helpful for once. Don't try this. Who's got one? Hi, Harry. How are you going? Good, mate. What shouldn't we try? Uh, imitate your favourite Looney Tunes cartoons and, like, uh, stand on a rake. very slow to begin with, so you think it's not going to hurt, and then the last metre or so, it goes really quick. And where did you cop it, Harry? Uh, right in the forehead, right yeah. in the middle, between the eyes. Beautiful. And because uh, Ed actually literally slipped on a banana skin the other day <laughs> in the street. Yeah. Kids were laughing at me, Harry. Yeah, you know, now we need to get an anvil suspended over us <laughs> in the studio. Find out if that one works. Thank you, Harry. So yeah. good, don't try this. Who's got another? Good message. Hello, Rob. How are you? Good day, Ed. Uh, everyone, don't try when you're uh, sorting out electric wires. Don't try holding the live ones in between your teeth. Because when it touches your tongue, there's a really loud noise and you wake up on the other side of the room. <laughs> Uh, no, there was no black face, no, no suddenly gelled, spiky hair, none of that. I was a bit disappointed, actually. But the, uh, but the DeLorean did make it back to 1985, so all was well. That's it. <laughs> Thank right. you, Rob. Good yeah. advice. Thank you. Who's next? Ashley is with us. Ashley, you there? Yes, I am. What shouldn't we try? Uh, if, when you're at a Q&A screening of a film, don't bag it when the director's sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Of Danny Boyle's film. Yeah. Now, I did that thing of leaving before it was finished because I had to get home and write a sketch, and then everything went wrong. The, the you know, the reels were in the wrong order in the screen, and then I had to pretend that I'd, that I'd been there for the whole thing in front of Danny Boyle. And he's going, well, what about the cock-up with the reels? And I'm going, yeah, I think I was, um, I was out at the concession counter when that was probably you were gone. But I didn't well, bag him. Well, I thought that, I thought that there was... When the reels were gone backwards, it was some pretentious artsy-fartsy. <laughs> <laughs> so you started saying that? Yeah, I said, oh, this is this is worse than a life less ordinary. And oh, man. And then they thrown to the uh, they thrown to the Q and A, and the big man stood up and headed for the stage. Oh. And it means he's a really nice guy too. Does he seem like? Did you did you get did you get the script I left for you yesterday? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. You, do you know we're not allowed to read scripts in here? No. 
but is a legal thing here at the station because then, you know, we might do something similar in a few years and you'd sue us? I actually had the original idea for Lord of the Rings, actually, and it got ripped off, so I've, uh, I've learned my lesson. Thanks for the call, bro. I will find out what happened to that script. I know we aren't allowed to read scripts. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing? What shouldn't we do? We shouldn't uh, sell a litre of pickle brine. <laughs> Yeah. 
Coco selling the, uh, the pickle brine, <laughs> and then, you know, so I had an afternoon that was going to be literally full of just electrical wires in my mouth, jumping off speedboats. So pickle brine and Denko rub. It's a recipe for fun here at uh, Get This in the Next Hour. Our co host, uh, you saw him on Thank God You're Here last night, Nish. could help other morbidly obese people. <laughs>
triple M around most of the country. Uh, have we got some more of that applause for Nishi? <laughs> We did a lot of sellout stuff in Melbourne and Sydney, and we're touring right around the country. And we're actually we're doing some uh, some stuff in December. Yes. Um, and that's at the Parliament Crown, and it, tickets go on sale August one, available through Ticketek. Yeah, that sounds like it's a long way away. Why should you be saying it now? But this thing well, just sells out, doesn't it? it believe, yeah. I think the reason that I'm plugging the December ones is because I think the other ones are doing okay. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and Simon Palomar and uh, George Kapanar. So it's great to see those guys back at the sort of forefront of the WOG comedy that they kind of invented, really, back in the early 80s. People forget the Tabaldi brothers yep. were sort of there first. And Joe Avati, just explain for people who don't know who he is, because he's not exactly a household name, and yet massively popular. Yep. Mass, I mean, he's massive in Canada, um, or so he tells me. Um, no, he, 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 yeah, he is. I've seen the website. It's all there. It's like, yeah, so he's, he's really big in Canada and very popular amongst uh, Italian people. Um, and you know what? If you come to the show, you'll find him funny too. It's one of those things where it's like one of those untapped resources. You don't know about it, but you come along to the show and you get all the jokes. Yes. You think, wow, this guy's funny. And now, of course, uh, you know, you're from Brisbane, but Sri Lankan, now what, you know, we're not across the Sri Lankan cliches on this show. What are the standard sort of um, racial cliches of the Sri Lankan people? It's, it's fairly similar to India. I mean, culturally, it's, it's virtually identical. Mm. So, um, well, I'll give you an example. We're watching the, um, the Thank God You're Here episode last night. Yeah, right? yep. Okay. And um, after the thing, um, I get all these coaching tips from my mum. <laughs> She's like, yeah, what you did was funny, but, you know, you could have done a little more. <laughs> like, you know, when you open the door, like, you know, you just pushed it, you could have done a little more. <laughs> and that's what she said. <laughs> and then dad goes, you know, that, uh, that other scene uh, where you're with the girl and you're a plastic surgeon, I would have touched her. Really? <laughs> Well, uh, when you came in here, you turned to Ed Cavalier here and said, were you in that scene with me last night? And that's a very familiar thing for people who, who yeah. go on, thank God, here. I saw Peter Hellier was on last week, yeah. and he got to the end, and he goes, I don't remember anything that happened. And people laugh, but it's true. It's like being in a car accident. You yeah. can't remember who was on there with you, yep. what unfolded in what order, yeah. whether it was funny. There was one person who was on the show who... Uh, called up the next day and begged them to cut all of his bits out of the show. I have a feeling you're not going to name this person. <laughs> no, it was Sean McCullough. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You won't mind me saying that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so well, well done. But do your Thanks parents so. give you notes in general on the act? Do they come along and see? Have they seen the Il Dago? Um, yeah, they saw it when we were um, performing in Brisbane. And uh, we'll be doing some other stuff in Brisbane later on. And what sort of notes do you get there? Um, um, see, Mum's really... But at the start, she wasn't happy that I was, you know, doing her part joke. But now, now that it's getting a big laugh, she's like, whatever. Like, see if you can expand the rain. Because uh, she, yeah. she demands, uh, my mum demands royalties for any kind of uh, joke I do about her. Really? Yeah, apparently I'll have her thousands of dollars for referring to the good scissors about 15 years ago. When's that, when's that good scissors check coming? She'll say that's obviously when we're speaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all through the meeting, that is. Uh, hey, we've got a lot to get through in this hour. Uh, 
Do you mind talking rubbish with people you've never met before? That's what I do best. That's what we do. Thank you, Green Day Working Class Hero. Here at Get This on Triple M, Nish from Ildago is with us today. And uh, there's a MySpace page, myspace.com forward slash Ildago comedy. Have you had a look at that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we haven't checked this. a couple of Get This MySpace pages. We haven't got round to them all yet. Sure. People sure. just set them up without telling you. There's one on Facebook now. Oh. Are we on Facebook? Yeah. I don't know if we're hip enough for Facebook. Right. I wonder what networks we're in. What does that mean? On Facebook, you can be part of a network, network like Berkeley Law Grads. And really? People have been trying to invite me in that, but I just feel like I'm overexposed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many networks do you need to belong to? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And what's going on at the uh, Ildago Comedy? Well, actually, space? that's almost that's like our official site. So everything, oh, yep, yep. everything is on there because it's free. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. want to send your message, there they go. Yeah. Um, and you can find our personal MySpaces from there. But, yeah, if you go to that site, we've got all our dates up, how to book tickets, mm. uh, anything. Any jokes? Um, no jokes. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask that question, the comedy question. How did you get into comedy? Did you just start in Brisbane? Well, I'm glad you asked, Tony. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> no, the thing is, I used to work at the Queensland Cancer Fund in cancer education. Right. I, um, I did a public health degree. That was my thing. So I used to go out to community groups and talk about cancer, how to prevent it, yada, yada, yada. And I just started doing material. See? So how did you split that in? Like, how did you first get that in there? um, I think it's sort of naturally how you write the material. So I've got educational material, and then I'd go, yeah, but the funny thing about, no. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You just, like, you do it in a song. Like, you present this educational stuff, sing it to a funny tune or whatever. And that's how I fell into it. And, I mean... Not making light of it, but cancer gag, literally hitting someone. No, no, no. It was more about educational stuff. So, um, intelligent writing. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that eventually in here. Uh, what about, uh, okay, so how do you then make the leap to suddenly being uh, on stage with uh, George and Simon and Joe? MySpace. MySpace is the secret. Found me on MySpace. You're the Arctic monkeys of comedy. Another successful internet relationship for me. <laughs> Are you someone who spends, uh, as many of the people in this room do, hours and hours on the internet looking for stuff? I, I know Simon Palomares does. <laughs> really? What's he looking for? He's like the lord of, um, you know, useless information. If you want to know anything useless, give Simon a call. I was just talking to him before. He's just, he just knows all this stuff that you'll never need to know or you. Well, we thrive on useless information. <laughs> what have you got for us? <laughs> uh, I, 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 did, I, was, I wasn't listening when you were talking. There you go. But, um, okay. I just know that he has stuff. What have we found on the internet of, of note lately uh, in anything at all? Well, pelicans are on the go. They're, they're attacking people left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. Anyone up to a 15-year-old child is, is going to get swallowed by a pelican any day now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, uh, they've turned, uh, finally. You can fit uh, an entire um, cocker spaniel into the bill of yeah, a pelican. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's all on this DVD. Uh, it's the Water, yeah. Rats, uh, Water Rats Series 7 Part Dukes uh, is out, thankfully. Who has got all of them? Colin Friel, obviously. Well, is Friel's even in? Well, Bizzo was probably no, in. Biz is, Biz is in this one. Friel's out, Bizzly in. The smart for the names. No, you're uh, just getting bitter because... Um, because you weren't. Did you ever do any water rats work there? No, 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 I never had an audition for water rats. I had one audition for McLeod's Daughters, which I. I was never going to be the hunky mechanic, let's say that. Mm. I've had trouble getting into McLeod's Daughters myself. Have you? 
How do people on the land feel about McLeod's daughters, do you think? <laughs> well, when I'm out there uh, chatting to farmers, it's all very pro-McLeod. It's all very pro-McLeod. Very real. Hey, uh, we're talking about, well, earlier we mentioned inappropriate uh, workplace behaviour. Just run us through some of the, what's some of the places where you've worked uh, outside of yeah, comedy? of course. Um, I used to work at cold supermarkets, yes. and I may have, uh, I used to be a little bit aggressive. Really? But yeah, it's quite unfortunate. In what so, way? You get on the microphone? No, no, like say, I, I used to push trolleys, and then, you know, sometimes people put their trolleys in the wrong place, yeah. and I would, you know, snap, yeah. um, and, you know, yell stuff, no, okay. and maybe, you know, threaten with stuff. Maybe uh, check that rubber thing that... The spill warning sign. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I, I just this one day it was a hot, you know, Queensland, very hot. Yes. It was late afternoon, and this guy was taking his trolley across the road, and I asked him nicely to return, <laughs> and then he said nah. I asked him again, he said nah. I asked him again, but this time more serious, yeah, more yeah. convincing, mm. and then I heard him call me an expletive, and then I just expletive back at him across the road, really loud, really angry. And he came over and he was just shaking because he thought I was going to bash him. <laughs> and he told my boss that. Right. But my boss just had a bit of a laugh with me and said, nah, just pretend like I disciplined you. And, you know. But you got oh, the trolley back, yeah. I got that trolley. So I'm talking about it. It's all in a day's work. Yeah. Did you get to drive? Who drives the track? How do you get the job? Oh, the little trolley track. Down. We didn't have, in my day, Tony, we yeah. didn't have that. We had to push it uphill. Said right. Mm. How many trolleys can you get in a row using the Oki strap as a kind of a you know a steering wheel mechanism? I love that. Yeah, I think yeah, well, the, you're only allowed ten, but you know we push the limits. Really? What's yeah. the most you've any? Uh, oh, I mean, I want to brag. No brag. You know, because uh, I'm not dumb enough to count them either. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but it was heaps, man. Yeah. I think we can find a lot more inappropriate workplace behaviour than this. Mm. Want to do that next, Richard? Yeah, yeah. Push that button. Go on. I would take the opportunity uh, of counselling people not to go uh, bananas. In Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, uh, Nish is with us from uh, Ildago. And I might just mention there's a season of Ildago in Melbourne at the Palms at Crown, December 10th. Why are we telling you about it now? Because the tickets go on sale 1st of August and they are likely to sell out, so uh, book now. Mm-hmm. Nish is with us. Uh, inappropriate workplace behaviour, you've mentioned a bit at the supermarket. Any other workplaces where you've disgraced yourself that you can think of? Just other supermarket offences, really. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is there a lot of trouble you can get into there? I've worked in many different departments um, and managed to find... Were you ever in the, uh, the hot chickens department? <laughs> No, 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 no. I thought there was going to be a, a pun attached to that, but no. clearly you just wanted to know whether I worked with hot chicken. I did. Yeah, he yeah, loved yeah. any food-related information. Because I just, I heard a rumor that's put me off. Uh, oh, yeah. Any, any hot chicken purchase. Oh yeah. And you're going to share? Can I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't uh, link it to any particular uh, outlet, I think that could be acceptable. So I might just said supermarket. Yeah. And keep in mind, it's a rumor. Yes, yeah, a rumor. Allegedly. Mm. There we go. Mm. Cover us. Uh, they used to get the chickens and put them on the ground and, and kick them around <laughs> and put them back on. Put, put them back Why on. would they do that? 
Play, play some chicken soccer. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's like, it's like the, the people that spit in pizza, yeah, it happens, but it's not like, it's not in the manual, <laughs> like the standard policy on how to handle the chicken. I'm just guessing, I'm just, I guess what I'm asking is, in a roundabout way, yeah, did I kick chickens? No. No, all right. Well, I, uh, you must have seen some stuff. It doesn't, in all my time, I saw no chickens kick. All right. I worked in an army surplus store. We used to do, uh, <laughs> I used to drive forklifts, in fact. I know, it's unlikely as it may seem. This is my first job leaving school. Uh, forklift ballet. Yes, lovely. Elaborate forklift choreography. Forklift jousting. That was a bit of fun. But uh, this was at the beginning of the video, home video era. Oh, yeah. So we had, like, video equipment in the home appliance section mm-hmm. at the uh, army surplus store. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing we wanted to do was the hill chases in the shop. Mm-hmm. Just, well, just at all hours of the day. Someone dressed up as a dolly bird. There was, well, there was military gear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We would put the military gear, run around, and then, yeah, somebody would have to be, you know, have a, a set of clothes that you could rip off Velcro style, revealing just the underwear underneath. <laughs> people would be constantly coming in to buy uh, gherkin knives and bayonet frogs. <laughs> people in um, camouflage gear. Yeah. A lot of, uh, You're going to need to help our viewers with the, uh, with the gherkin business. Uh, that's the, the knife. The Gurkha blade, I think it's called the cookery. Okay. I think it is. Uh, and it's. Uh, I had a Rambo's one with the compass in the end. That was a Bowie, wasn't it? Oh, a Bowie knife. Yes. Sorry. Wow. Don't, the, don't get into the Bowie impression. Uh, no, is it true? I don't know if this is true. The Gurkha knife, once it's uh, removed from its scabbard, you have to kill someone. Whoa. I mean, that's what a guy Otherwise, it cries. It might be a little bit like the chicken kicking thing. Yeah, it's probably it's not. It's not policy. But man, at all hours of the day, you know, people would just be in there trying to buy stuff. And <laughs> we were making movies. Inappropriate. He was taking off his headphones into stuff. Well, we danced along. Because we played the Betty Hill thing. I can understand that. You don't have to say you love Betty Hill. I'm 29. I'm old. What about you, Mr. Marsden? Inappropriate behaviour? Well, uh, speaking of forklifts, I knew a guy who used to spend hours, and this is an old forklift driver's trick, which is um, to try and pick up a 50 cent piece with the forklift. Yeah, that's how you know that you're uh, Yeah, it's like a lot of forklift drivers, that is the challenge they set themselves yeah. like Christmas drinks or Friday night mm-hmm. drinks. Mm-hmm. Get in the forklift and try and pick one up. Like 50 cent piece. Yeah, you've got to have the really pointy blades though. That's right. The uh, Gurkha style uh, forklift blade. And a friend of mine also, uh, his parents used to own a delicatessen. Yes. And uh, when people would come in, we used to play in there as children. Uh, just having fun. Yeah. Amongst the cured meats. Yeah, amongst the boxes and the cured meats and the uh, <laughs> and the dried salmon and what have you. What a lot. Uh, yeah, the pig's meat. And uh, we would sit in the in the frosty fridge section where you pull open the door and you get your milk. And we would just sit in there and creepily sort of just brush someone's hand oh. as they grab for the milk or the orange juice. You would just sort of touch it in a creepy way. Yeah, that's nice. Because your hand is freezing cold. No, I get that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a dead body. No, I understand. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kevley, we've heard a lot of your inappropriate uh, workplace behaviour on this show. We're talking about the time I totally did it in the back of the uh, video store. Yeah, and there was another time that someone else was involved. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, Bruno's, sorry, however, in days. Actually, but there was another time, ooh, at the video store, we opened a new branch, like a new, a new store, the new branch of this video yeah. store. Yeah. So it was a great day. <laughs> Brand new life-size Steven Seagal cutouts. Carpet still. So nice. And I went in there, but I'd taken, uh, I was 16 at the time, and Pulp Fiction was out. Yeah. So I, I was unrated, and I got hold of a copy, you wow. see. And I got another two, and I had two, I think, and another three R and Deliverance, three R-rated films. Wow. So I was going home to have a 
good hard look at and really yeah. enjoy myself. But I walked into the new store and the uh, security thing went off. And I said, oh, 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 must, oh, oh whoops, faulty. And I kept walking and they all stopped. Everyone working on this, you know, putting the finishing touches stopped and turned around and said, what's the matter? Did that just go off? I said, yeah, it's broken. Do you have any videos? No. No, no videos in my bag because I wouldn't take any videos because I've, I hate videos. No, no, no. I don't even know why I work here. And they said, all right, really? Oh, no, no, no videos. All right, so I walked back out. It beeped again. And they said, oh, I told them, I told them, I told them. And they got the company to come back and reset the whole security system oh, just because I have a few R-rated Because you had the deliverance and Pulp Fiction, the yeah, yeah. buggery box set. Yeah, that's what I love. <laughs> You're going home to enjoy yourself on your own with deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should have owned up. Inappropriate workplace behaviour. We'll accept anything. Call us now, one triple three five three. Thank you very much, New Order. Here it is. This Nish is sitting in uh, his first time on the program, and he's just discovered that no, we can't turn the headphones down. Richard and I are dead. Now I must be fast heading that way. I would have been funny if I could hear stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No, we're not up to full strength. We're not up to Lee Simon country oh, yet. Yeah. That's when you really oh, yeah. have to get the screwdriver out. out and they have to yeah, they get the generator hooked up to the truck. <laughs> well, we're canvassing the nation for inappropriate workplace behaviour. Who's got some in? Well, hang on a second, Tony. Before we head to callers, uh, yeah. can I just say that I think I've been vindicated because one of our callers which has dropped off, possibly because the man got to him, just called in, and the topic was supermarket chicken rugby. Oh, 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 oh. No, it does go on. Indicated. It Thank does you. Go on. Please call back. Who hasn't dropped off? Hello, Graham. How are you? How are we today? We are excellent. Uh, talk us through your behaviour. Uh, forklift Tiggy. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, you've got to hit the back of the forklift and chase him with your, with your blade, mm-hmm. and then he's got to chase you. But it, it, it all sort of comes unstuck when the bloke in front slides out of the seat and the forklift keeps going into a wall. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll happen, Graham. Yeah. Oh, it's all very one. easy. Welcome to our show, Nish. Graham, can I ask, did you ever get four or five forklifts, hook up a stereo, get the blue Danube blasting out of it, and, uh, you know, get some choreography going? That's one to put on the book. Yeah. We yeah. can try. And now there's YouTube, so there's a home for that kind of stuff. That is a great idea. We've had we've, we've, we've had ladies on front of the blades doing the Titanic thing at the front and yeah. driving <laughs> along the yard. Fantastic. And can you do the, can you pick up a 50 cent piece? 20 cent piece. 20 oh. cent? Down to a 20 cent? Wow. Good on you, Graham. Fantastic. All right, that's, I guess that's inappropriate. It's certainly fun. Who's going next? Good yeah, Matt. Hey, how you going, boys? Good, mate. Uh, what happened at work? Uh, it was a Friday afternoon, not much doing. Um, a bit bored. And a uh, guy kicked a stress ball at me. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, I'll it back at him pretty hard. So I've roosted it. And uh, at the time, I was sporting a pretty old pair of Royal Elastics. Oh, yes. So uh, the, the shoes come off and... <laughs> from the it, where did he go? Straight through the window. Straight through <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, shaped like a shoe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> has happened before. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're breaking up, but you're saying it had happened before, so you were able to just put it on the bird's account, as it were. Absolutely. Beautiful. Good on you, Matt. All right. Plenty of tips. All right. Um, who's going next? Oh, oh Andrew. Andrew. It's back. Andrew, are you there? Yeah, g'day. How are you going? Walk up through it, sir. 
Well, I used to work in a in a big supermarket chain. Mm-hmm. I won't mention the name. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen chicken soccer, but I've seen chicken rugby. This is what I was getting at. I may have got the sport wrong, but the uh, intention was there. Talk us through it. Did you, how do you play? Well, you'd load the chickens into the oven, but prior to loading them in the oven, one person would take them out of the box and throw them rugby style to the other person. Mm-hmm. And if you and, drop uh, one? I've seen a few drop ones, and I've seen a few tries go down. Seen a few people kind of diving behind the uh, <laughs> behind the deli counter <laughs> and scoring some goals. I knew it. I knew it, Andrew. I knew it. And uh, it was commonplace, wasn't it? It is. Oh, wasn't that? Well, not every night. It's been hard to catch them with the legs and the arms failing, you know, flailing around. <laughs> well, it does go on. Yeah. Glad to have that uh, confirmed. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. And, and these are great stories, but what they all need is accompanying footage. Yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely right. Okay, let's put let's put a let's put a word out. If you're working in a large supermarket chain mm-hmm. and you're mistreating the chickens, <laughs> rugby style, yeah. Yeah. then. Put it on YouTube. Let us know. You'll win a Water Rats DVD. That's rugby style, not deliverance style. Who's going next? <laughs> <laughs> William, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, what's, uh, what's been going on at work? Uh, I used to work at Luna Park. Yeah. yeah. And, and, mate, it used to get nuts. You get, like, heaps of people just going nuts. And what happened is they say, oh, we had a smoker on the ride. Yeah. And what, what ride are we talking about at Luna Park? Uh, you were both. On the oh, UFO, yeah, you had a smoker on there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had a smoker. I told him to put his cigarette out. He wouldn't do it. So uh, I just inappropriately went, oh, yeah, mate, I'm going to take this in my own hand. <laughs> and I'll just let you spin for like 10, 15 minutes and steer your guts up. He was smoking on the UFO. Yeah. Uh, which takes a skill. Yeah. And, uh, and to get him back, William just let the, the ride spin for 15 whole minutes yeah. until he's going to drive. And then let the vomit take over. That's what he did. Hello, Rob. How are you going? Good, thank you, sir. What have you been up to at work? Oh, a few years ago, uh, <laughs> used to uh, Friday nights get on the have a few beers and um, we'd take photocopies of our willies or peepees and stick it on the girls' desk and just put guess who. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when my mum was working uh, for the tax department in Brisbane, this exact thing happened to her. Yeah. Almost every Friday. Sure. Did uh, they, did they got the enter into the spirit of it? Did they try to guess who? <laughs> did they try to guess who? Yeah. But I, I, we never really heard anything back, really, other than a couple of comments from the boss that that's not appropriate for behaviour. No, well, I think the key point is a few beers. It's a great uh, new show for Darrell Summers, though. That'd be ah. lovely. Just <laughs> shots of Jim and Tanya up and then a selection of four gentlemen. Darrell has to pick who's who. What would it be called? Darrell Steve some gear. That's going to catch on. All right. Who's got another bit of inappropriate workplace behavior? David, how are you? Not so bad, how are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. And folks, uh, what happened at work? Well, can I just say, I've been a paranoid wreck for the past week or so, oh, waiting yeah. for this rubber duck invasion. <laughs> so what? He says it the... of every single duck I've seen. Well, what's about? I keep asking him to do it, and then he'll go, oh, I don't reckon it's break three quality. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> don't worry, David. When it gets uh, really close, you'll hear about it, all right? So. You'll hear it first. Yeah. Now, what's been going on at work, mate? Well, I'm innocent of all charges, yeah. but apparently um, since I talked too much to a, um, a 34-year-old mother of two, mm. like 22, yeah. at her Christmas party, mm. I'm apparently having an affair with her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? No, she's a lovely 
phrases, but no. And so obviously floating this on a national platform so, is not uh, going to enhance the rumour at all. You didn't touch her or anything? <laughs> no. Well, if I use names. Uh, I'm afraid from using names. Yeah, yeah. David, do you... Uh, sorry, sorry, Nick, but uh, tell me, David, are you getting it on with anyone at work at the moment? Um, unfortunately, I work in a department full of about 30 to 40-year-old menopausal women. Oh, they're up for it. No. <laughs> well, what about a bit of guess who? <laughs> Take a photo of something, some junk, <laughs> leave it on the desk. <laughs> Thank you, David. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, are you feeling better now about your own work niche at the supermarket? I, uh, it's right. There's a lot out there. Can we? Is there any more? Yeah, is there any more we can put to it? Yeah. I've got to. I I've got to go straight to Daryl, Rich, if that's all right. Sorry, this one's hot off the presses. Daryl, are you there? Yeah, mate, I'm here. What have you been up to? Uh, what we used to do is uh, used to work at a soft drink company. Yep. You get a two-liter bottle of soft drink. Yep. Give them a good shake-up, jump on the forks, go up pretty high and, uh, and drop them and uh, see who could like explode the highest. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what was the winner? What would the winner be? Well, no, 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 nothing really. It was just something to pass the, pass the day, you know? Yeah, just the acclaim of his peers. And how high did you get it? Uh, how high are we talking, Daryl? Uh, they'd go pretty high and they'd, go, and they'd shoot out across the, the blokes picking um, the pallets and, uh, the, you know, they'd have to watch themselves getting smacked in the side of the handle tank with a Coke bottle. That's but right. also, what we used to do is get the um, Powerade bottles when they run in promotions yeah. and accidentally knock a pallet over so they'd have to go to the back to be destroyed. And you'd see, you know, 10 blokes sitting out the back taking all these Powerade lids off trying to get the $20 vouchers or whatever to go into football. Well, not liable or illegal. That's, That's what right. I like about it. That's a four corners ready to go. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone. Everyone who is inappropriate. Next oh. up, maybe we could do that segment for what's Daryl's new show called again? Daryl's uh, <laughs> Decent Stuff. Next, I'll get this. Around the nation on Triple M, where we've just heard the news. This is not something we've made up. Uh, Glenn Wheatley is off to jail for at least 15 months on tax fraud charges. Uh, Nish is here with us uh, from Ildago. I'm not asking you to comment on that. No, sorry, at my stage of my career. No, but it, it, this is odd because he was, at one point, the owner of this joint, at least of the Melbourne department of Triple M. Uh, he was the boss, and uh, there you go. Like, your boss, too? He was, for a while. And he was. Uh, he used to run um, uh, Wheatley Brothers Records out of the building as well. Really? And they had uh, John Farnham, of course. Oh, yeah. And, Moving Pictures. Moving Pictures. The uh, little river band, Any Masters Apprentices. Yeah. Even forget he was in that group. He was indeed. And um, I guess that's some inappropriate workplace behaviour. Yeah. He's been involved. I'd like to think that John Farnham will be going in with him, sort of in support. They are inseparable. I guess I should change the subject. I'm getting that feeling. That's really going on. Uh, now, Nish, do you have the Foxtel at your place? I do. I do have Foxtel. What do you like? What do you, if you have to veg out on the Foxtel, what do you go for? I watch the comedy channel. There's some good stuff on there. Mm. Is John Stewart, you know, the Stephen Colbert report? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. Sometimes I just like watching bad comedy. makes me feel good about myself. Well, when you've got 24 hours to fill a day, yeah, 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 yeah. it can't all be good. Yeah. But yeah. if you want to see just straight-out comedy, Crime Investigation Network is the place to go. Right. Uh, home of Police 107, which is uh, polite, polite, incredibly polite New Zealand cops. Not like the ones on your American cops. Yeah. Just talking drunks down. That's what they do. This is when we played, uh, I think, yesterday, day before, and we've had a lot of requests to play this again. This features the longest single beep I've yet heard on a police 10-7. This is, uh, we join the action 
in a drug <laughs> den already in progress. I don't think we want to talk to you about that. It's just that you're breaching your bowel conditions, okay? Well, you're breaching my bowel conditions. Starting with bowel conditions are not associated with any of the... Well, you're associating with her. So what you need to do... Listen to you, now listen to me. What you need to do, if you don't want to get arrested and taken into the police station, is you need to sort out your living arrangements, because if you keep living here with him, we will come back and we will arrest you, okay? So you need to sort it out.